0: This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne.
1: Matthew, we've got email letters and notes and questions and suggestions coming into us. Okay. All right. Good, now that now good, that we've good got ones? yeah. No. Well, some, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm I'm sort of being the filter here. I'm, I'm like throwing some over here into a pile, and then I've got other other ones over here. I'm putting a star on, uh, and because Perspectives is a monthly show now, yeah. You know, I, I really like the idea of of our listeners guiding which way they want us yeah, to go. Yeah, you know, good. really. So we were able yeah. to talk about the issues that is helping now. Richard J. From up on the sunny coast in in Queensland, fellow Queenslander. So, Mm. you know, he might have gone to the top of the pile just for that. Uh, He's written a question about contemporary spirituality. Yep. Specifically when it comes to the culture of worship in the modern church. Yeah. Okay. Here's his question. I'm just going to read it as is and I'd love you to comment on it. Okay. Is it possible for you and Matthew to do a perspectives podcast? on contrasting some of the worship styles of Christian services. Mm. I find I have difficulty fully surrendering myself in some Christian worship when the techniques, such as I feel like there's subliminal music, repetitive choruses, or overwhelmingly loud music, are getting people to come to the front of the crowd or on stage. There's suggestion and association. It seems as though sometimes I'm attending a hypnotist show. I don't want to deprive myself of what the Holy Spirit is doing, but I also don't want to be gullible into psychological manipulation. Mm. That's a, okay. That's, that's a good one. Yep. That's a big question. Um, <clears throat> let's.
2: And, and I haven't seen
1: that. No, so this is this, this, yeah, again. We're doing you've something gone different cold here. We're doing yeah. something. I tried. My. I, I know, usually this, try see, to my, see Matt's my, This
2: is this is how my brain <laughs> works. Right. I, yeah. I in in responding to something like I, I go. I go to some of the fundamentals first so I go back to so, so the question I the the initial question under underlying that is what what role do aesthetic mediums yes uh media aesthetic you know uh have in christian prayer and worship okay so um and this is a this is a big Question: Okay, yep. is is there an aesthetic dimension? Is there a valid aesthetic dimension yep. to um, to worship and prayer? And now, let me explain. I better explain by but, an yep. aesthetic dimension, actually. Yep. Uh, as, a, a sensory element: things that that appeal to the senses, yep. to the emotions, to the imagination. What we see, yeah. What we hear, so, what we smell, what we feel. That's right. Basically so beauty, divine. you know, beautiful things, <laughs> beautiful things. I mean, the church historically has made a great effort, actually, to create beautiful spaces. So, so traditionally there has been a, a validation of the aesthetic. Dimension, yes. So, so, this is related to this question. Yep, okay, yep, so yep. let me let me build this. There, there has been, uh, you know, a, a valid, or it has been seen that there is a valid place for an aesthetic element. So, uh, to a greater or lesser extent, yep. uh, so there, you know, they created beautiful spaces and uh, and they they made beautiful music. You know, that would stir the, the, the in, in in the understanding that all uh that that everything beautiful and good is God's. Yes. Um and uh, and when it's right that I should look at something beautiful and it should glorify God when I look at a sunset to say praise the Lord. That because we're made, we, we are sensory beings. Let's not let's not disembody ourselves. Yep. Um so it's an acknowledgement of the fact that you know that we're we we are sensory beings and we we are uh the world is was made to be our worship context and everything in the world was created was created good and yes we know it's corrupted but it was you know created good so to the extent that it's good and beautiful hmm. uh, and and it affects us emotionally and, and lifts us up and so forth that that's valid okay so churches created you know used used you know human art
1: forms to create beautiful spaces and you can trace um, that back to the temple the Jewish mm-hmm. temples yeah, you can that's trace right, that back yeah. to the tabernacle you can trace right. that back to you know religious really practice right, yeah. all the way so
2: um, you know so in the building of the tabernacle, I mean, they drew in people uh, that they, you know, that were really skilled in this, and that was elevated and seen as valid yes. because, you know, they created something beautiful. And then in the building of the uh, temple, again, you know, a lot of effort went into creating something beautiful yeah. uh, for the glory of God. You know, David instituted the whole music yes. uh, thing, and the idea is is that that the beauty of the music and the instrumentation and the the surroundings that it would Uplift the soul. And it was special. Yeah, and and create a special environment. So so there have been there have been different approaches uh to this. Um in uh in in the early church the um a lot of the a lot of music by that stage um had become very much associated with Greek rituals and, and they uh and that contrasted with the Jewish synagogues, which were very minimal, very very minimal yeah uh, they they sang but they didn't have musical instruments mm-hmm. um, and so uh so the early church went with something very minimal mm-hmm. um, now uh, there are some traditions where that has continued so the so the orthodox pre- churches yeah uh well Orthodox churches actually are, are, are at the other end.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm thinking purely music. Music with. When,
2: oh with yeah, they... yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking generally in in the aesthetic sense. Yeah. So let me get to the Orthodox churches yeah, in okay. a moment, because actually, probably something closer to the early church model would be uh, the you know churches in in what I'll refer to as the Puritan tradition. Yes. So um, you know, like the Scottish Free Church, for yes. example. Yes. Uh, you know, they they got rid of all every everything aesthetic apart from the tunes that they used to sing, yes, and they only sang the psalms right yes. so so no human poetry or it was all biblical yeah. uh they they got rid of all stained glass windows, paintings on walls uh yeah. and and went absolutely bare whitewashed walls yeah minimalist to a, to a absolutely you yeah. know so that's the, that's
1: that that's that extreme which which now <clears> in in itself is aesthetically. A whole different experience, mm. like that minimalism that they were yeah. thinking was, you know, uh, you know, getting rid of any distraction is sort of now a distraction. They, they, they yeah. created their own sense of holiness yeah. there.
2: Yeah. So, and then you've got the. Uh the other approach, which buys very much into aesthetic, and and you know, and this actually is the orthodox. If you walked into an yep. Orthodox church, you would be surrounded by Paces. aesthetic media, you, yes, and and in every sense of the word. I mean, first of all, the, their music is. I mean, man, you put on the liturgy of, say, for example, uh, if if some of our listeners want to search some uh, music from the Orthodox tradition, you know, search you know the uh, uh, the liturgy of St. John of St. John Chrysostom or something like that. Yep. Um and it is stunning. Yes. It's stunning compositions. The voices. Ah, oh, the voices. It's yeah. absolutely haunting. The churches themselves, and, and I mean some the some of the most beautiful environments that I have walked into have been uh Greek Orthodox or Greek or Russian Orthodox churches yes. and the I mean the art on the wall and 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 so, you know, it's the audible, the music. Yes. They they go for the um, the smells, incense, the incense, the incenses burning. It, all of the, it, yeah. the, what they're wanting to do is appeal to all, create beauty. Yeah. Like you are bombarded by a sense of the beautiful. Yeah. And and for them, it's
1: it, it's it's a way of connecting you with with a sacred. This is a sacred yeah. space. The priests come out in these huge gowns. A lot, lot of lot of gold is there. There is yeah. beautiful colors. They are holding aloft these huge, <clears throat> you know, representations of the word of God, people are, you know, there's all this, there's a visual. So that's, I mean, and and I would say
2: that's the other end because they, it's the other end because they, they engage with that. So for example, they, uh, there's a strong use of icons in the, uh, in the Orthodox tradition. That's often misunderstood uh, by, by Protestants, you know, who, who are very quick to say, that's all idolatry, you know, and look. I, I, I do have some issues with the use of icons because I yes. think it too easily becomes um, Prayed, yeah, yeah. Prayed praying to, to an image. Look, and look. Of course, then there's the theology around yeah. saints, and that, that I, you know, very much disagree with praying for praying to saints and that. But yes. um, but even an icon of Jesus or Mary, or you know, I mean, as visually beautiful yeah, as they are, as visu- yeah, that's right, beautiful as they are. However, let's not misunderstand what what they're what what those icons uh, are seen as doing is, um, I guess, a kind of visual gospel. Okay. So the way that they're painted, they actually, in, in the uh, Orthodox tradition, they don't even talk about painting icons. You write an icon wow. because it's visual theology. Wow. And, you know, it comes out of cultures where most people were not literate. And yes. so uh, so the so colors, the, the yep. hand gestures, they yes. all had meanings. Yep. And, and it would connect you with those truths. And so through, you know, they were seen as icons were seen as like a sort of, you know, gateways to the realities behind those, uh, those things. And as I said, I think, um, and, and I know, I know people in the Orthodox tradition who just swear by using, you know, they have their icon corner in the room and they, that's where they pray. And, um, I,
1: we're Protestants. Uh, yeah, We're Protestants. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm I, I, that. That to me, I, I'm I, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, I, I I appreciate the beauty of icons. Okay, but I've said enough about that. Okay, okay go so back now. So I, I think I think there's a I think there's a place in the middle. And look, I'm you know the middle isn't always the best place. i yeah. <laughs> not saying the middle is always the best yeah. place to be in things. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but the, in this case, I think um. There is, I think, we need to acknowledge there is a place for a, an aesthetic experience yeah. connected with prayer and worship. I think that's valid. Okay, um, but where,
1: where does as so I'll come back to Richard's question? Yeah, so, so where, where does where does aesthetics, you know, finish, and manipulation begin?
2: Well, uh, a powerfully like if I go uh, to a, a, a concert, right, and, yeah. and of music that i love it has an effect on me right yeah. um and uh i think calling that manipulation is quite a pejorative twist on that um let me let me explain that it's it's a negative it's a slightly negative way of seeing that i mean yes okay it you know the, the the composer and the and the the orchestra or whatever concert or or the band that i'm going to see okay i guess you could say my my emotions are being manipulated uh but uh but manipulation uh, is a word that evokes the idea of it not being um genuine well, not genuine, but not voluntary on my like like you 're doing something to me that i don 't want or that i 'm not okay. in control or something, yes, yes, you know like yeah. like if I want to manipulate you into yes. like emotionally manipulate you then i 'm making you do something that I want,
1: and it, it also also has a sense the other negative side of that using the word manipulation is that it sort of makes it feel like the person in control is somehow doing something nefarious yeah that 's something right. yeah. bad. Uh, So let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, in Richard's case here, that the person, the people in the band and the worship leaders and everybody standing on church have only one thing in mind, and that is the glory of God. They want to worship God. The smoke machines are out. The laser light shows are happening. The dark building is there. Theatre things. The mood is good. The song, they're repeating the chorus for the 14th time. People are beginning to come forward. You know where does i don't I, because again let me just show my hand i'm right here with richard i'm right here with richard his his statement of saying he he mentioned somewhere i have i have a hard time you know uh entering in he <clears throat> he, he says something there um i don't I, you know I, maybe i'm just reading it into it myself but in, i go to churches and i can this yep. be me me i cannot enter in Soon as it goes to a certain level of a worship style that is, I find emotively yeah. emotional. I, in my brain, sometimes to my detriment, I exit. You know, from these from yeah, the experience, it, it becomes
2: perhaps just a bit too much. Or, it, it's yeah. too
1: it's too much because I really I do feel that um, I, I need to find another word other than manipulated. Yeah, but I do feel like. I'm, I'm my my brain is disengaged.
2: Yeah. Okay. And and that's yeah. I mean, look, uh, that 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 may be. I mean, you know, my, uh, you know, that th- there's probably another issue in the sense that, um, you know, w- whether that's the right or wrong response. I mean, and you're not saying well, no. whether that's a right or wrong. You're not defending it. You're just <laughs> saying that's the that's the way it is. But but yeah. let me let, let's go back to. I guess what I'm saying is that aesthetic use of aesthetic media Mm. are not inherently, I I don't think that's inherently wrong. I agree. I, I think, I think it can be, it can become perhaps problematic, you know, when, when you're, when you're trying to create something rather than steward something like when you're, when you're trying to create a sense of God's presence rather than facilitate uh, an engagement with God,
1: yeah, but that is such a fine okay. line.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. So, no, that, good comment. I, I take that, that. I mean, so, that, for, so f- for the person but, but on... that's, so that maybe that's about motives and and yeah. and. Uh, but uh, yeah, but in terms of so, so, I think I think you know. Wh- as a Christian, when I walk into – this is the most – I think this is the most important thing that in the beginning of the bottom. Is when when I walk into a situation like that, I need to be careful yeah. that I'm not attributing um, – that I'm not judging those who are doing – oh, they're just trying to do this and that and that. You know, yes. like, I. in fact, I've been to many churches all around the world that do this to varying degrees. Yes. Big, you know – Big mega small, churches yep, right yep, yep. that have amazing production and and you know to the you know free church yep. you know that that has you know, and and i i make a commitment that no matter what's going on in that environment yep. i am going to connect and worship god so you're in
1: w- that in that this in is that where you're way better than me This is where you wait. No, no, no. I I, because because I'm I'm on the other side here, like Richard. I can't switch my brain off sometimes, and I'll give you a classic example. Uh, A couple in 2018, I was able, blessed, uh, you know. And again, in the times that we live in now, I look back and go, "Man, that was another lifetime ago." In 2018, my wife and I, Benita, were able to be in New York for Easter, Mm. and friends of ours took us to the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir for one of their Easter presentations. Now. Good lordy, lordy! Yeah. You know there was the pl- the places for lines around the block. Yeah, you know they're doing six services a day, type of thing, yeah. and there was a production like I've never seen before. Yeah, the gospel was presented clearly, and you know I was one of a handful of you know uh, uh, lighter skin people and amongst a group yeah. of, of, of wonderful people having black church together yeah, yeah. in the in the book. Yeah. Even in the midst of that. Even in the midst of that, where I'm looking around, people are crying, yeah. People are praising God, people are fanning yeah. themselves, and you know, <laughs> worshiping God. I'm sitting there going, "God, I don't know where, you know, yeah. you 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 finish and manipulation starts. Am I just responding to this great singer, or am I actually like I I can't turn that part of my brain yeah. off?
2: Yeah, I, I, and again in a circumstance like that, I, I would. Oh, make. you'd be fly- you'd be I, floating around. Oh, no, not not necessarily, yeah. because I'm 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 actually I'm much more suited to the to more contemplative worship okay. environments. That yeah. that would that I would that'd be getting pretty distracting. Oh, it was uh, amazing uh, for me. Now, look, you know, we we all have our. You know our preferred, you know, because we're different people. We have our preferred. Yeah. But my point is that I'm not going to give myself an excuse to disengage. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. going to say, "Oh well." I know. Yes, that's a good. Because point. that just becomes an excuse to disengage. I mean, there are people here worshiping God. No one ever has pure. You know, it comes to anything with a pure heart, right? Least of all me, right? So I've got to, I've got to make a decision in those con- But, but that's that's not actually what we we. You know, that's not to invalidate this question. I think no. I think the no. I think the question is still uh, a valid one. Let me let me refer to to continue my answer to that question uh, to my own experience. So I am in a band yeah. uh, uh, that that goes around doing concerts, and we use. Lights and with yeah. the whole thing, the whole whole production, yes. and you know, I've done big shows with you know um, orchestras and yeah, you know, look, and so, um, we you know we want to use essentially aesthetic media to uh, in, in our case to engage people with the psalms, you know, and yeah. the psalms are very emotional, right, uh, and they're poems, and so we'll just pull out all stops. So we have visuals, we have you know, lights. We have the music uh, to take people on that journey, mm. and um, and what what we want to do, you know, we do that because we believe that that this ascetic media, our instruments, our music, has a role mm. in engaging people uh, with with God and with His Word. Yeah, and um, and so because because we are sense you know we're sensory people uh and uh you know I think that's legitimate um I think it becomes problematic when we can't when we need that in order to connect with God and oh, his word that's so a this good is point. That's it, a good yeah point. so this is the th- this is where this becomes problem so I guess to my my main point is that the absolute it I think it's absolutely valid that there is this aesthetic dimension that the use of beautiful things music and the you know the 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 environment and look i mean we we don't tend to worship in cathedrals anymore but we create you know we create what was used to be created through stained glass windows and you know it's that's kind of what um and perhaps some people would see this as far more sort of gaudy uh expression but you know with lights and you know we 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 do that and um and and you know i mean the the use of lights can be a beautiful thing if, yes. you know and uh, and so we we use all of those things and i think i think it's very difficult to make the argument to rule that out uh on the basis there's something inherently wrong with using aesthetic media yeah. in okay but however my point is is that when 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 I can't connect with God unless I, um, you know, unless I have this kind of context. Yes. Uh, because, you know, we we need to be able to um, connect with God all the time, any time. Uh, and, and I think the inability to do so unless we have all that does perhaps indicate that we've become dependent on that kind of stuff, I've got to have the music playing, or I've yeah. got to have the um, the light show and the visuals and yeah, the videos. But that's a personal issue. That that's that's about my, uh, you know, that's about how how I, uh, you know, my spiritual disciplines
1: All are right, outside let, of let, those contexts. Let me let me play let me play. You know the 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 other advocate. I won't use the D word there. I'll play the other advocate here and say. But are we? Are, are, are we as the modern church? And I'm putting myself in there yeah. as as you know as if I play any role in the modern yeah. church in that way. Are we really teaching people how to have those spiritual disciplines? It, 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 because every week we get together, we put on a massive show, and we say, "Here's God, you know we talk we sing about God's yeah, presence."
2: Pejorative alert! There, by yeah. the way, you know, pejorative is a neg yeah. when you put a negative twist. Well, calling it a mass—I—I I, I don't think it's fair to call it uh, a show. Uh, We—we well, we, we are, you know, we're doing the best. Because yeah. remember, I'm a musician, so when yeah. I, you yeah. know, if I play, I want to do the best possible, create the best possible. Uh,
1: experience Exper- of playing you know, and everything. That's right. I'll give you I'll give you all of that. I'll give you all of that. And say it's yeah. the very best. And each person on stage yeah. is just finished a, a wonderful holy quiet time and they're and they're you know they're they're yeah. brimming with God's word and everything like that. But if we present that every week in yeah. every large assembly as as a as this experience
2: yeah.
1: with all the aesthetics
2: mm.
1: are we somehow frying people's brain circuitry to say yep. that this is the only way you can have this type of emotional experience yep. and if you can't get to one of these things yeah, right. or if you yeah. slip into okay. the little Anglican church down the road where Nana's on the on the dodgy yep. keyboard yep. and they're singing an old hymn we're like gee God's not here God's back in the big building where their smoke machines are and da 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 Yeah,
2: that, that would be a problem if that's all we did uh, so so uh, if 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 that's all we do, yep. then that just becomes this, uh, this very uh, one dimensional experience yes. of of worship. Yep. Now I think it's very important that that's not all we do. That yep. that there are there are a number of different expressions of of worship because, when, in in most. Evangelical churches, when you say the word worship, what do people think of? They're
1: thinking music.
2: Music, yeah. right. Now, worship is way broader. It, it, well, l- no, let's just talk, of course, because worship is a disposition. It's the yes. disposition of offering yourself to God as a living sacrifice. Yeah. Romans twelve one, right. But I'm talking about expressions of worship, okay. Yeah. There are a number of different, different expressions of worship. So take our church life. I mean, you know, we, we have... Uh, you know we have prayer meetings where yes. people pray and intercede and and, and there 's an element there 's always an element of worship oh, in, in that in that amen. context uh, you know we have life you know life group times where where people share and bless one another and you know there 's an element of of worship uh, yeah. in that um, we have uh, and probably my favorite thing that we do as a church like hands down my favorite thing. Is we have this thing that we call the waiting room, where we go in for an hour and we sit in silence <laughs> for an hour. That's like the best.
1: Hang on. When you say silence, is there gentle keyboard music and slide uh, machines at, in the at, background? At, no. At the start, <laughs> I'm, teasing. I'm teasing. So at the start, we have it's yeah. we we have
2: uh, at the start we have some music just to um, uh, to signal the beginning, and then we have some music at the end, but in the middle, it's it's silence. We have some. Bible text going uh, up on the screen yep and that's that uh, and that's it and uh because I think one of the things that we most need and 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 I think this is getting to I guess to what you're talking about, I think we are too dependent on big sensational things yeah uh, i I think the modern mind needs to you know th- that in order for us. To learn to connect with God in the everyday, we have to discipline our minds to slow down, to be quiet, to be still. Without these massive, uh, you know, without the, all the big loud music, and I mean, you know, it's it's a classic. The classic example is is that people can't, most people can't sit through a film anymore, until it's unless it's got a certain amount of action and, and excitement you know uh scenes have to be cut shorter now and and because we we're, we're so impatient now um and so things get faster and bigger and louder and and that that can be now there's nothing wrong with fast and big and loud yeah but you're going to have problems if that's if you are dependent on that and so so i think one of the biggest needs uh for us today is traditional spiritual disciplines of being still yeah. and waiting on God, what they used to refer to as tarrying. Just, so for me, that's a crucial spirit, has been an absolutely crucial spiritual discipline. It creates space. Yeah. When, when I slow my mind down, it creates focus, uh, just being still before God. That's why we do uh, the, the waiting room. Um, and, uh, you know, the discipline of, you know, re- the contemplative discipline of reading the Bible slowly, and thinking, and actively, and not just expecting it to be like a novel that's going to jump out at the page and hook me in.
1: And I think, and I think, bringing it back to Richard's question is he 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 mentions in it the contemporary spirituality, this worship culture, yeah, this idea of the modern church being something different to you know, to what maybe what God has done in the mm. past type of thing. And I think you you and Richard now are meeting together in a similar type of thought in what you're talking about these other spiritual disciplines yep. that maybe we're not focusing on enough in contemplative yep. and and slowly, you know, doing things. Yeah, that's right,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah we're we're just a culture that moves at such a rapid pace and we're overthinkers we're over entertained we're mentally hyperactive um and uh and so you know uh you know big big loud music is there's nothing wrong with that but it, it you know it's you know it engages people it, you know and and that's fine but we need to not just do that yeah so so I think let's not say it's all just being manipulative. It's an aesthetic medium. Ascetic mediums are made to actually, you know, lift lift us up and mm-hmm. and so forth. But alongside that, there's a desperate need for us. I, I would say we urgently, urgently need to slow down. Ooh. Uh, you know, pr- you know, pr- people engaging in prayer and. Uh, it's so difficult for many people because the modern mind is—it's like modern culture is rigged to create a modern mind that just cannot engage with God.
1: All right, we need to—we need to drill down and get get into it. I reckon that's where it's my conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Let's get into Matt's conspiracy theories. I, I want to finish with one last thought here to wrap up Richard's question as we as we about to enter into the next part of the conversation, mm. and that is, I remember. Talking to my ex Catholic friends, Mm. and they had the same argument that Richard had here, as in, they left the church Mm. and said, Yeah, it was all manipulation it was all manipulation because i'd walk into this dark building with holy with this mm. light coming mm. and it was all about this aesthetic yeah. smells and bells and feelings yeah. and the singing would come in and yeah. they were like it was like i was being hypnotized into something that i didn't actually believe and so richard so I, the reason i bring that up is because richard's having this experience in a modern contemporary worship yeah. session I've heard people literally yeah, say yeah, the yeah. same thing about what we would consider something traditional or maybe boring. Yeah, they, They're having that. So there's a level of, um, you know, and there's also the mob mentality with, with this, with this yeah. thing. Whether you go to a sporting match, a concert, or whatever it is that you're at, when a whole mob screams or does something in unison, it's very easy to be yeah, swept along right, yeah. in, in that type of thing, which is just part of the human condition.
2: Well, well, it's yeah, it's it's because we are community oriented. We're aesthetically oriented. Of course, all these things can be misused, but it yes. doesn't in, just because something good might get misused does not mean that the thing, the yes. good thing was bad. Yeah. So music is good. Yeah. Uh, aesthetic, uh, you know, all of these aesthetic media, they're they're all good things, right? And it's valid to use those in a worship context.
1: Um, so to answer to answer Richard's question here, in the end, when he says, "I don't want to be gullible." Into manipulation, I want to actually be active in the Holy Spirit. I would say this is my answer to Rich. And after we've said yeah. all of that, yeah. and, I, and I'm sure Rich has enjoyed the conversation. After all of that, my advice to Rich would be: you're talking about someone's motivation in the fr- uh, the people who are running the show. You can't be manipulated if they don't want to be. Manip- you know, you know what I mean. Like you're you're giving a, a, a motive to the person yeah. person doing yeah. it. So my advice to him would be: get to know the people who are running the show. Yeah. And if you hear them talking in a manipulative yeah. way, you've had your answer. But if you hear them saying, we want to worship God and they're quoting scripture, you've got your yeah. answer there as yeah. well. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that A UK sign yeah, That yeah. one okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay let's take a quick break uh, Matt we've got something Really exciting And I'm actually going to Pull you in To our little ad break In the middle Because I want you to talk About C.S. Lewis with me In just a moment We'll do that We'll do that here Matt's looking at me going What are you talking about No that's good I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: up for it Yeah no I love talking About C.S. Lewis So we're
1: going to talk about that We'll be back with more Of this conversation As we head into this thoughts Around contemporary spirituality Here on Thrive Perspectives Oh, it's your old mate, DJ Santa Payne here, and I have got a very, very special offer just for you in my good old Santa sack from thrivetoday.tv. This is the best offer that we have given you to date. I am so excited about this one. Why? Because it's all about the author and the man C.S. Lewis. I sat down with Matt in between recordings and I asked him about C.S. Lewis. Have a listen to the conversation. What would you say to not 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 four, not five, not six, yeah. but seven of C.S. Lewis's greatest books yeah. in one beautiful slipcase,
2: oh, wow. you know, all together.
1: Yeah. And the books that we're talking about are... Me Christianity. This is the biggest These yeah. his biggest hits. He's his biggest hits. me Christianity, the screw tape, screw tape, Letters, Surprised by Joy, The Four Loves, The Problem of Pain, The Great Divorce, and Miracles. Wow, I haven't been prepped for this. So, <laughs> that, so okay,
2: so that's yeah, that's that's happening.
1: I'm almost ready to do the. Uh, yeah. I'm almost ready I, to do the look, uh, marketing person and say, Matt, how much would you be willing to pay? Yeah, no,
2: no, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You know, because you know how much I would love that. Um, <laughs> Look, every every house, I I, actually, I think every Christian should read ah. *Mere Christianity*. Amen. Um, so, uh, but C. S. Lewis's books are worth their weight in gold. So, just can't recommend it high enough.
1: C. S. Lewis, what role he played in your Christian walk? Mm. Because there's a bit of C. S. Lewis's testimony that echoes your own testimony as a young man coming to God. Yeah. C.S. Lewis famously says when he was finally saved, he was the unhappiest Christian in all yeah. of the, all of the land because it was like God had won the argument and he was fighting yeah. against yeah, God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I find your testimony to be yeah. a little bit similar.
2: Yeah, I, I connected with uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity when I was a young Christian. Yeah. It's very accessible. Uh, it's very I, I, The way that he explained things, I, I, I found it, both creative, like it's not basic it's, he's yeah. actually a really great writer and crea- and, he, and his take on things is really interesting and so I, I went then through a number of his books over the years that followed and I just loved it, played a very important role yeah.
1: in my life so uh, highly recommend it So on offer for you today is the complete C.S. Lewis Signature Classics, this is a seven volume set beautifully presented in a gorgeous little slipcase you've got seven of C.S. Lewis's greatest books. They are Me Christianity, The Screw Tape Letters, Surprise by Joy, The Four Loves, The Problem of Pain, The Great Divorce, and finally Miracles. These books said it before, and I'll say it again, they will change your life. Now, usually this beautiful set, I've seen it on sale for a $100, $90. For you right now, we have it for $72. That's right, $72. If you've been looking for a Christmas present for that special someone, $72, we have got you totally sorted. Now, I need to tell you, this is only for our Australian listeners i'm sorry internationals maybe next time so get in now because stocks are truly limited and we're going to have to cut this off very soon to get it to you for christmas 2021 so head over to thrivetoday.tv at the top of the page you'll see listeners special offer click on that and that will take you to the complete c.s lewis signature classics the seven volume set all yours for only seventy two dollars i don't know about you But I think a few of my friends are going to be getting this for Christmas. All right, let's get back into the discussion with Matt and myself on Thrive Perspectives. on Thrive Perspectives, but were you ever really away from us? I don't know. It's DJ here and Matthew as we are contemplating contemporary spirituality. On the back of Richard's questions that we just had a look there, Matt, I think we've opened, uh, you know, a bit of a doorway to discussion into... Looking at what the modern church and the modern idea of spirituality is all about, mm. and and maybe what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, mm. and how we can maybe check ourselves here. I know you feel passionately yeah. about this. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, it's not that it's not that what it's not that what
2: we're doing is wrong. Uh, I mean, and, and I'm not saying it's all right either. Yeah. But the, the issue is more that there's a whole lot of things in the sort of kind of popular. Corporate spiritual expression yes um, there 's a whole lot of things that that' we're, that that we i think we need to add to that, so one of the big things uh i think is that we look we we cater for, the fact is is that we, we, as I said before the break, we co- we are very culturally conditioned. We live in a very fast-moving society. Our forms of entertainment condition us to habitually become more and more passive, okay? Because they're very sensational. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, they're addictive as well. Yeah, they're, they're quite they're quite addictive uh, in in some respects. I mean, in terms of the level of of um, of stimulation, you know, we we it's it's this we get hyper-stimulated by this stuff. And, and so when when we don't have that level of stimulation in a film or music or we get easily bored, it's very difficult. Uh, and, and this is a you know, a classic example of this that I've used a, a number of times is that I, I remember watching the original version of Planet of the, Planet of the Apes yeah. with Charlton Heston. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Um, but there, there are these scenes, and this is an action film mm. in its day, uh, there are scenes of him when he's walking across the desert, you know, he's, and the the, the shots are so long. <laughs> I, I just, I could not believe it was an action film. That, you could not, it was, it seems so incredibly slow. Yeah. And and it, it goes to show, most people would get bored and oh, this is, oh, boring. Yeah. So, so what what's happened is that the films have got faster, more sensational because they're trying to, Keep up with this sort of attention deficit, you know, this sort yes. of cultural attention deficit disorder that we have because we're, you know, and so, cause, so we easily get bored. And, and part of the reason is is a lot of a lot of the um, media is pushing us into a state of passivity. Okay, because in in traditional for, uh, art forms, even popular art forms, there was a great greater measure of um, of active engagement. So. Uh, to, you know, to listen to a piece of classical music, you actually have to actively enter into that, allow your imagination to to ride with the composer. And yes. so, you know, if you read a, uh, an, an, a novel um, it, from, let's say... The nineteenth century, a nineteenth-century novel. You, you know, it's not going to jump out. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to hook you in. It's not yeah. going to be the page turner. You've actually got to, you've got to enter in actively yes. into that world. You mm. know, um, and it goes, you know, uh, for uh, you know, lots of things. Now, so so what we've lost in this fast-paced thing is we've lost the contemplative posture, yeah. uh, which. And the ability to actively engage you know in things now as you know I, I'm a massive I'm a massive fan of of film that is more contemplative in style and and that asks something of me mm. as a you know as a viewer yeah you know uh, and uh, and so you know I you know f- there's a anyway I won't give examples but, yes. uh, but but they would be unwatchable for for a lot of people because it's like what's there's nothing happening yeah. and 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 what does this even mean the meaning isn't being thrown at you but it's it's asking you to to enter in actively now the reason why I, I make an effort actually to engage in these uh meanings is actually there's an element of spiritual discipline uh I, I I feel it has a positive effect on me in that it it, it is retraining my mind to actively engage with things yeah. in a contemplative sense. Mm-hmm. Now, you try reading the Bible uh, and reading it like you would read a modern novel, yeah. and people do. Let's See, this is what happens is that we spiritualize all of this, right? Yes. I expect I need to open the Bible and within the first paragraph, I need to have some big experience of God speaking to me. Yeah. Now, the Bible isn't. That's not what. Like that can happen, right? But we 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 read. It's it's a long, slow journey with the Bible. You have to enter in, and it's a amen. long, slow process oh, of of shaping your mind and yep. and uh, and and instilling something. You know, and
1: and and not coming to the not coming to the Bible with my um, expectations, yep. or not coming to to the Bible with my demand demands yeah um I think of the I think of the verse in Hebrews, those who come to God must believe that he is yeah and i and I have the sort of the same sort of attitude towards the word of to to the yeah. word of God when you come to the Bible, you let the Bible be the Bible, you let it dem- its demands yeah, yeah. on you
2: yeah, that's right and yeah. and
1: and it's a hard thing to do it's a hum- it's a humbling thing, yeah, and it's a slow yeah. It's a slow thing. Yeah. It doesn't happen fast. Yeah, and so I mean the same. You know, the same thing.
2: You know, goes for lots of you know. Like I guess people have this expectation. We're impatient. We're very sensational. You know, we're used to. You know, we want to have some big experience, right? Yeah. So, uh, now when that doesn't happen, okay. So when you when that when you go to church or any because most. Most of the things we do as Christians are designed for constancy. You know, the regular sacred spaces and and uh, they, they're made for for a long, slow journey. Amen. Uh, uh, which is great, right? But but if you're, what happens if people aren't having big experiences? They actually start to think that God isn't real because we're so. Con- if I'm not having a big experience, then then maybe God's not real. And and what can happen is that. Uh, you know, churches can perhaps try to capitulate for that. Well, we'll create a big experience, right? Yes, I, I, uh, because, exactly. you know, uh, and, and look, you know, again, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with using the aesthetics and, and whatever to, you know, to connect to people. And, um, but, uh, you know, it can go too far in the sense that, you know, sermons have got to be, uh, you know, have got to cater so much to that mindset yeah. that, uh, that we 're just not um, we 're not giving people s- real substance or, or challenge or or you know th- we 've got to uh, create environments that that train the mind in that contemplative discipline of being able to engage actively because but that prayer- is like,
1: that is like anathema to the modern. Mine, that is like it is, is t- yeah
2: it's it's why it's why I think prayer is so difficult and again going back to something I said before okay. it's why I think prayer is really difficult because because we come into the place of prayer looking for a big experience yeah. and it's just not that's a cultural expectation like we are in the middle of a big experience right now right it's called life right <laughs> this is a big experience right when when you like open your eyes the universe is the is the most incomprehensibly amazing miracle, right? Yeah. The fact that you have consciousness mm. is an absolute marvel, right? Mm. And yet, but but we need we need these, you know, these piecemeal experiences. And and again, this is cultural conditioning. We, we, we've been uh, we've been made sort of dependent on this. So. so um, the the search for the big experience is a, it's almost like a kind of idolatry i've got to you know god's got to give me some big experience i've got to you know that that's got to have me you know falling down or crying and and you know what sometimes that happens right sometimes this does happen amen uh, and and i've you know and i've had some big experiences uh in my time but they are, but even then the the most important thing is the day to day step-by-step step, walking with god it's the regular things and particularly those that that quiet my mind that still my mind yeah. that slow me down it's the principle of sabbath right it's we, man we've lost this one like stop yeah don't achieve anything in this space i went you know i, I, I had this sense when i um a couple of weeks ago i take uh, a day my day off uh which I really try to keep clear, and generally I, I use that day to go out somewhere and and actually just be with God, mm. not even achieve anything. I don't. I'm generally I generally don't use that time to pray for things, or mm. it's just purely being with God. And in you know, uh, and and I, I had I had this sense when I went out. I had this sense. Don't achieve anything. You know, and I think this was this was the spirit of God in me welling up and and sounding this imperative through my whole being. Don't achieve. I, let's not achieve anything. Don't come looking for.
1: Just I, and and I had this. Now this can, can I can I in, interrupt yeah. one second? Knowing you and and I think we've been listening to you for a long time, man, and people yeah. who know you. You are very achievement and goal orientated. Yeah. You are, yeah. you love yeah. your calendar full. Yeah. You you yep. are you yep. you know, yep. you love right. to go above and beyond with a lot of things. Yeah. So I, I think that particular, you know, prompting from from the Spirit of God yep. is particularly applicable ah, to massively.
2: Because to I because I can come into that time, like I need some big revelation from God that I can, you know, that'll make me more effective or make me and and I just sense God impressing on me we're gonna we're just gonna be. Yeah. It just wonderful pure connection and and i and and, th- and look th- and this is not out of the blue can i just say too this is not out what i'm describing here is not out of the blue this is this is a long slow journey That's just another step in a long slow regular journey this is yeah. what i do I do this every week uh you know i find time to pray throughout the day you know i'm not as much as i should i get distracted i get all the other things that people get i'm not idealizing myself yeah but i am pointing to the fact that these things aren't just out of the. Yes. Yeah. Happened didn't ha- just
1: happen out of the blue. So yeah. anyway, so I had the, this. The, po- the point there being, let me just underline yeah. it. You weren't busy in between your four hundred appointments on a, on a Tuesday, no. catching up with text messages and social media, yeah. and planning the next you know, lesson plan. And in the middle of that, God said, how about you don't achieve anything? It wasn't that you had made a spiritual practice on this day, at least for these, this hour, this two hours, this three hours, I go out, I go for a walk. i be by myself with God just to, just to take a moment. And it's out of that spiritual practice of slowing yourself down that God was able to speak into
2: that. That's right. And that's the principle of Sabbath. Uh, really in its purest form, is just purely, it's the pure being present with God, who is present. We talk about the presence of God as though God's far away and occasionally comes and visit us. Uh, No, my, my awareness, and this has been a growing thing, my awareness of the way that God pervades all reality, you know, I mean, the you know it is is growing and and my sense of the sense of the presence of god that was so much greater than any experience that I, I i actually i think that i had such a strong sense of that that day you know i wandered along the beach and over the and and it's like the sense of the presence of god was so great that if a miracle would have happened i reckon i would have gone yeah i that's a that's a an anticlimax because the miracle was being itself was the miracle I, like I, I, the actual, I love
1: i love where you're
2: going in this you know, i love where you're going in like this like it yes. was just so i think we i think we we god won't be small that small just yeah. to do a miracle or give us some because no no he's yeah. bigger than that right mm-hmm. he is he, we are immersed in the presence of god and we need to get attuned to that for goodness sake we need to get attuned to that Okay. Pervasive reality. Now,
1: you've mentioned a word. You've mentioned it a couple of times, and I think in in summing up, you know what you're talking about here, mm. and what you've experienced, and what you, what we both long people to experience, yeah. is this idea that the culture that the world that we live in mm. wants us to be passive. Yeah. Wants us to be passive. Now, I I, I think that's there's so much we could say on that. Yeah. Now how is that different to you walking with God and not achieving anything? Is isn't that just a passive thing?
2: No, cuz I'm 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 yeah, good good question. Uh because I'm very much active in in the sense that I am uh in the relational sense. Yes. Um I am I am becoming present. I am being present to God. I I'm uh because we think of active in in terms, you know, active and passive. So we yeah. think of active in doing lots of stuff. Yeah. No, no, that's uh, um, so. You know, I wasn't doing a lot of stuff, but I was, I was not in a passive kind of hit me, God, with something. Uh, that you know, that's problematic. That's yeah. the problematic thing. Oh, you know, I where agree. we just sit back. Well, uh, and and this is you know, a skeptics. Uh, you know, w- will often say, well, okay, if God is out there, okay, God, you know, hit me yeah. w- with something. And my answer is you were immersed, immersed in the presence of God, like a fish in the ocean. Yeah. It's just so, it's so evident to you that you, you actually don't recognize. Some things are so close that we don't notice them. Yeah. And uh, it's like a fish saying, I don't believe in the ocean. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so the active there is 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 being actively co- conscious and actively engaged mm-hmm. in just enjoying being with God.
1: Okay, for now now we're getting somewhere. I'm loving th- I'm loving this. We're we're running out of time. Let's give let's give some tools mm. to people because people are going to be listening to this. And again. I know how people think. They're going to be thinking, yeah, that's fine for you, Mr. Holy Sons of Cora man, pastor boy, wandering in the hills. You've got time to do this yeah. in your holy... You know, they're imagining uh, you like a monk yeah. up there doing that stuff. No, it is on my, on my day off, Yeah. by the way. I'm not... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to... I'm just, people are going to be thinking, yeah, I don't... Yeah. A lot of people are going to be going, yeah, fine. For, I don't have a day off, mate. I, I'm busy all the time. I've yeah. got this. I've got this to do. I, I can't afford to do this. And if I do stop, you know what happens? I fall asleep or, you know, my yeah, child calls yeah, or this yeah, happens yeah. or whatever. And then when I Sit there and go, okay, God, I want to communion with you. Nothing happens. I don't hear from anything. I get bored. My mind wanders. Like, I'm just, I'm, 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 so I'm saying people are listening to that and they're going to go, okay, give me a tool. What can I do? How do I enter into this process? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, look, first of all, and I know some people say, look, I don't, I don't have time. Well, you do have time. You've got 24 hours in a day. And I get that we've all got commitments. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when if you're, we we always order life according to our priorities, and this for me is a priority. Amen. And so I I, I organize my life around that. I don't fit this in into my life. Hmm. Uh, I organize, I, and I have to, you know, I do have to organize around it. So if it doesn't work, for, for, you know, for that, and and sometimes it didn't didn't this week. Um, but I found some other time here and there. You know. uh, it might mean I you know, set my alarm and I get up earlier or I That's um, the story of my that's my life. That's my life. I have to set my alarm. It actually has changed a lot. To be honest, it's changed a lot for me. I, I haven't always done things the same way. I went through a period where I um, you know where where I felt yeah, a important step actually for me in this was media fasting was one of the important I think one of the most important forms of fasting uh, as a spiritual discipline that we can is actually media fasting for the modern for the modern for the modern condition, yeah, for modern mind a- you know a- so amen. you know and so I was so monday to th- Monday night to Thursday night. Uh, it was no entertainment media at all. Wow. And and it was – because I was so used to watching television, it was like – I was quite agitated and <laughs> and I, I actually thought – I'm twitching. I was I'm so like, agitated. Give me, a hit, give me a hit. I thought, I'm addicted. Yeah. It actually – yeah. That was when I realised I was addicted. So it, here, it was quite an alarm. It really alarmed
1: me, actually. Some guy comes up to you and goes, I've got an episode of Friends, maybe a Seinfeld for you. On, just a little hit. Just a little hit. Opens up his jacket. That's right. <laughs> just a one. So I, a little documentary yeah, so, here for
2: you, mate. So at night, so, you know, you know, I would spend, you know, I would go out for a walk at night or something and. Yeah. and uh, you know, after after I'd read to the kids and all of the stuff, you know, and done yeah. the washing up, and you know, and and I, you know, I'd, I'd just go for a walk for an hour, and that that, you know, that was amazing. I, there was a period of my life where that was amazing time that I made, uh, you know, and and then, and you just if you're looking if you're looking for that and that's your priority, you will find oh. you will find that time. Uh, that that's part of the passivity, is that we we just expect time to present itself but you have to actually actively make that time that's that's an act of worship in itself oh
1: but you uh, preach this sermon so even,
2: Matthew. If you, so even if you put side a, a t- time aside right yeah which is what i did in that case those when i started out that yeah. and those nights i would go for a walk and my mind would be wandering the whole time yeah and yet the very act of giving that time to god Yes. as 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 terrible as <laughs> as I was in that you know it that in itself was the initial act of worship now I just kept at that and after a while that began to change and and uh so the initial act is put aside that time and but then there are things that you can do within that time things like Things that will give you a greater sense of ment- mental discipline: sitting down with your Bible, learning to engage and reflect. And there are different exercises that you can, you know, um, that 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 you can do to help you engage with Scripture. And you know, it's probably another another topic. Uh, but that in itself is a contemplative space. Okay, I make this space. I'm going to sit down. Going to read the Bible. I'm going to do this. Um, just. Just find ways of slowing down, yeah. creating space, not only in your temporal space, in your week, but space in your mind for God. Make space for God. Uh,
1: the, and this is, a, uh, this is a point that I really want to uh, hammer in here because I've experienced this recently, mm. uh, you know, in the last month. I got to a place where I was looking at my calendar and my my days were ruling me. Yeah, yeah. Like my my schedule was ruling me, and I was like, I I realised I was a passive participant Mm. in what I'd built for myself, Mm. and I had to stop and change and go, no, no, I need to change. Yeah, and thank God I was in in a space to be able to do that. I need to change this. I need to still do what I need to do, but I need to need to create time to be able to do the most important things, which is connecting with God. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. I don't, you know, I
2: don't buy the, I don't have time thing, partly because I have two jobs. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm At a lecturer, I'm a senior pastor, I'm, you know, got re- commitments for recording and I'm yeah. a, I'm a very, in, I, I like being a very hands on parent as well, like being involved uh, with my kids. I'm doing, trying to get my daughter's 120 hours, you know, of driving, driving which I make the most of because it's great time. Oh, it is great time. You know, it's great time. You know, so don't talk to me about uh, too busy. Yeah. You know, I, I like, can, let me. Let, if, I'll, I can I, fi- if I can do this, anyone can.
1: I'll, right? You know, as we it, it, coming up to the end of the show, I'll, I'll, I'll go there. And this is I'm speaking to myself yeah. here. There are times. This is the only way I've been able to make it work because I realize I'm addicted. I have to turn my phone off, mm. take my headphones off, yeah. leave it there, and yeah. go away, yeah. or even just walk into the backyard yeah. and say, "Right, I'm going to you know stay here for this," or whatever I can do. I need to put. The distractions away yeah. and it, it's like a trembling hand yeah, you know yeah. type of thing because we're so addicted yeah. Phys-
2: to you know look even physical distance can help get out of your get out of your environment yeah. this is part of the aesthetic thing I think go somewhere you know um, people would sometimes I mean the classic biblical thing is they would go into the wilderness or go yeah. into you know into a different place mm. because they're wanting to uh, and even the the journey there, like I I will often go down the coast or or, or, or so not always. Sometimes I'll just sit in the courtyard at home uh, f- for you know yeah. a f- like hours. I mean e- even the just sitting there and but but in a lot of cases too, I'm I'm going to places and even the journey there. There's something about that. Yeah. So change where you are, go somewhere, find a place that you go to that. That that's your place, yeah. You know, and that. So, uh, it's not easy, but
1: you've got to do this. And once you're there, let's wrap up with this. And I know you mentioned a little bit there, as people start to to try to get into this practice Mm. of slowing things down and actually experiencing God in a different way than maybe that we 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 have. What what can we do? because I want to bring this element into it because this is something I strongly yeah. believe in because I've experienced. Yeah. The mind is a battleground. Yeah. And if I'm sitting there going, all right, Lord, you know, I'm here. I'm I'm going to be quiet before you. The first voice I often hear is, is not my voice. It's not God's voice. It's the enemy's voice. Mm. Either accusing, mm. imitating, distracting. What are some tools that we can use? Well how do we get into a place where we can get away from that because it can be really really
2: hard. Yeah, well that's right. That happened to Jesus when he went out into the wilderness for his prayer 40-day prayer. Exactly. time. Um and he fought off the devil with the word of God with Amen. with a you know uh y- you've um I I have I have had these sorts of conversations in prayer, you know. Um oh you're not you're the, no no, but but this, but I've actually voiced, you know, I fought with the sword of the word of God. No, but God is, you know, if God is for me, who can, you know, but Jesus, I mean, I, and this is what you see in the Psalms. They're constantly making appeals, right? Yeah. You know, my enemy is saying of me, where is your God? Where, but, and they'll appeal to God's promises and God's, you know, yeah. they're fighting a battle. Yeah. It's a remarkable feature of the Psalms, yeah. actually. And, and so that actually is prayer, like engage in the battle. There's I mean, your opportunity. That actually is your opportunity to start and actually actively do something. Yeah. You know, when the enemy comes in, and you know, for me, and, and it's like, oh, you're unworthy. Oh, thanks for the help. Yeah. Thanks for the help. This, you've got me active. You've, now- pushed right. me, yeah, push yeah. Me you pushed me. Yeah, yeah. You should have just shut up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because now I'm picking up the sword. You know, yeah. and and
1: I- and I'm fighting now. My prayer time's gone. Great guns. Yeah. Thanks for the help. Yeah. You know. So 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 come prepared for those. And again you and I might be in a unique experience where we have had so much of the word of God in our heads that, you, you know, it's there to use yeah. sometimes, but for somebody who's, who's maybe new to the faith mm. or someone who's new to the word of God or doesn't yeah. know, know enough of it, would you recommend them, you know, having a few scriptures written down, having, having a Bible in their hand, having a Psalm printed out ready to go in those circumstances? I Probably wouldn't be that, uh, That prescriptive. Okay, I
2: I do think one of the key if for people starting out, the discipline of sitting down with your Bible uh, and and just journeying through just journeying through your Bible and just responding to that because it 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 focuses your mind and it's like okay, I've got these other things going, but today I'm going to focus on this scripture and what is and responding to, to this next reading.
1: And a great place to start is the Psalms.
2: Yeah, uh, Psalms, Psalms is a great place to start. I mean, I often recommend for people starting out, you know, like reading the Gospel of Luke or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, Luke and Acts. And uh, so um, it's it's that regular, you know, that regular discipline and getting, getting in that regular pattern, I think that's really important. Um, look, generally, I know... You know, I know we feel this is hard and people say when I pray, it just feels like God is absent. The problem is never the absence of God. It's our absence. And, uh, we, you know, we're, our minds are kind of all over the place. They're like spinning tops. And, 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 you know, we need to create spaces for focus, uh, sacred spaces, regular spaces. We need to be prepared to go slow. Uh, if This is a long, slow journey. Don't give up. If you don't have, in fact, don't even go looking for big experiences. God is already all, you are literally immersed in the presence of God. Don't be wondering where God is. You couldn't get away from God if you tried. The discipline of creating these spaces is about you being present to God and and being tuned in to the reality of God. And it's a long, slow process. Uh, It's long, slow growth. Be up for the journey because there's so much joy in that journey.
0: listening to thrive perspectives we want to hear from you so send us your big questions and ideas our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv you can contact us download other shows see all of our resources and much much more at our website thrivetoday.tv the thrive today network is on facebook our facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you just search and like thrive today page in facebook now Visiting the website, ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives really helps us reach more people. So head to ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives. We hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive. was another DJP.FM production.